0: Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now, even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays, because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings.
1: Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com. You can go to FanDuel.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, use my code RWPOD, sign up now. Special offer for new users, you can get a six-month free RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. This is more than $60 in value for just $25. bucks. do not forget to use my code RWPOD, FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com sign up today. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss of Rotowire, and I am talking to Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. And sorry for the delay, man. I um, was cooking this lamb rack, actually, and it was bigger than the ones I usually get, and it needed to be defrosted, and it just wasn't yet defrosted, but it was just getting close to the start of the podcast. And so I just put it on the grill on the upper one and just try to defrost it on the grill you can do that but it just takes a a lot it's really thick and it just took a lot longer to cook so apologize but that was just that was the reason
1: uh it's definitely top three but probably actually my favorite meal is rack of lamb
0: really i this is really excellent uh all all i do i get it at the farmer's market so it's like the best quality lamb they probably like slaughter the lamb the day before they bring it in and all i do is uh put a little olive oil on it and this big chunky uh celtic sea salt and some rosemary from the garden just put it on there and just put it on the grill that's it
1: yeah I absolutely love lamb i love lamb and i love duck those are my two favorite uh probably obviously a great steak but yeah rack of lamb i like more than a than a big lamb chop too i really like gnaw on the bone the crispiness the fat on the outside it's just so flavorful
0: yeah i mean that's what a lamb chop is though it's like a slight it's like a cross section of the rack you know that right
1: sure Right. right, right. okay before we get started though, i want the um the listeners, to know something. Uh, Chris has done something for the first time in the entire podcast history. He has sent me an outline. So, I, what's up with that? You're actually doing some. Surprise.
0: Oh, did I send that to you? You sent that to me. Oh, that's so funny. I meant to send it to me. That is so <laughs> funny that I sent that to you. So, you have an outline every time. You just never sent it to me. No, no, no. A couple times I've had an outline. That is just so funny because I did not mean to send that to you. What it was, is I was on my laptop. While the lamb was cooking, and I was in the house, and when I do the actual recording, it's in the office. And I was just, like, taking some notes because I really don't have shit to say about sports. Like, I don't care. I'm bored. My baseball team suck. A couple of them are doing well. I don't even care. I don't know why. I'm just not having as good a year as I did last year, so I'm bored. And I'm not even that into football yet. Like, I'm kind of into it. We'll talk about the Stopa League. So I was like, I don't just have something off the top of my head like that I just want to either talk about, and I didn't get ripped off by some company Well, maybe I did actually, but it wasn't like on the tip of my tongue. So I was like, I'm going to write down a few topics so I don't just start getting stuck. I wrote them down and then I was like, oh, I better email this to my computer in the other house. And instead of sending it to me, since I've been emailing you about the time issue, I must have just put your email in and sent it. That's so funny.
1: That's really funny. No, you're right, though. I mean, it's the doldrums of baseball. And if you're into NHL or NBA, both those postseasons are over. It's not really time to get ramped up for the NFL. Apparently, no one slighted you or wronged you this week. So, yeah, the, what, what is there to talk about, really?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I we got come- wronged in a couple ways. I probably shouldn't even say this, but I'll just start with this. So we're going <laughs> to Berlin, right? And any American citizen can go for three months regardless. There's no you don't need a reason. It's tourism, whatever. Um, but to stay beyond three months, you need to get permission. And so we were—we went to the German consulate. You're supposed to do it in Berlin, but we wanted to kind of just work it out before. Obviously, we ran out of our house. I got rid of my car. I don't have a car right now. We got Sasha into school. We took her out of her current school. All this, you know, we're all in. And so we went to the consulate, and they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are good candidates. Like It shouldn't be a problem. And they were like, no, you got rejected. And we're like, really? And they're like, yeah, but don't worry. We really like you. We're going to p- appeal and push it. And it turns out like that didn't go through either, and they're like, "You got to get done in Berlin." So we could still get this extended in Berlin, but it's a little bit stressful because it's not guaranteed. You know, we have to go make our case in person now, which we we were hoping to get it all resolved
1: ahead of time. So you might theoretically have to turn around three months in,
0: right? But we can't because we ran out of our house. Uh, <laughs> so what we would do is just like go to Spain or something. But then. You know, we got to move all the stuff I got for XM. I got to make sure the line is right. All this. It's its a real oh, so pulled out of school. It's not like it, it's like a if,
1: if we don't get it, we're going to deal with it. But it's not like life or death. But it's you've com- you've complained about a, a dollar, one dollar fine. Right. A little minor fender bender. Right. And this one is, sounds by far like legitimately severe. I love it. I love it that you actually have a you know, you you go crazy over the other ones. And you open this podcast by being like. I don't really have anything to talk about, and he actually sounds like you do have a legitimate concern for once.
0: Well, you know, my my motto is always sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, the big stuff you can't worry about; it's too big. Right, um, you right. know, you would just be paralyzed and, and live in pure fear and inaction. So, I just sweat the small stuff, and the big stuff, I'm actually I can handle a crisis. You know, so I think it's going to work out. I think we'll be able to make our case and. It'll be fine. But there is a possibility that, you know, after three months where you get booted. So I'm really hoping that's not the case. And I'm going to blame Heather if it happens because here's the thing. Heather, she's, like, kind of good at this international travel thing. She's traveled so much more than I have. And she's just always like, yeah, you know, it'll be cool. Like, don't worry. Like, it'll work out. And, you know, I never would do this trip if it's not for her, right? Like, if it's just if I'm left to my own devices, if there's, like, two of me, you know, if I was married to like the female version of myself, that'd be a nightmare. But if, if it were the case, we wouldn't do a goddamn thing, okay? We wouldn't get off our ass. Like, we'd be lazy. Um, we would, everything would be the easiest possible way out. Um, but she likes to do stuff like this. So I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, we're going to, we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, that, I would definitely be a little bit concerned. I wouldn't, if I were a country, I wouldn't, couldn't withstand you more than three, you <laughs> know, that. They're
0: but. not ready for me. Yeah, <laughs> they're not ready.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a good strategy by getting, trying to get the extension before they met you. Like I right. can totally understand why you did that.
0: Right. Or though maybe it'll backfire because they'll have like, oh no, well we, you know, we disallowed it. Whereas we just saw them in person. I think we'll still get it, but the reason they, it's whatever. I don't even want to get into it. It's so stupid. Um, I don't know. I just hope they're not Nazis about it. You know. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, some other stuff that's going on. I hold, recently,
1: on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to your timeline, I have a couple, just real quick couple things. How good was the season finale of uh, Game of Thrones? It was good. Do you think
0: we're allowed to have spoilers? Right no, now?
1: no, no. In the day and age we live in, probably not. First of I mean, all, it, has, it hasn't even been a week.
0: Fucking Kevin Payne. I mean, that dude <laughs> was like tweeting out shit, like what happened. And I was like, I guess he must be joking about something that happened that was unexpected uh, there's a lot that happened that was unexpected, but and he's on than, the
1: east coast, right? So yeah, he's so on the east coast.
0: So like, and plus, I just you know DVR it and wait and wait until I have a chance when Sasha goes to sleep. So it's not like I'm watching it the first showing right. on the west coast either. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you just can't do that. It's Just inconsiderate. Like, even on this podcast, which is a week later, more than a week later. No, it's four days later. We're still not gonna. We're still not gonna blow it for you.
1: Yeah, I um, I stay off Twitter around that that time because of that. I don't. Even but it's wanna... like,
0: look, here is one thing: if it's a sporting event, fine, you know. Sure, uh, of
1: course, of course, you got,
0: you got to sort of you got to know to stay off Twitter if you're tivoing the game seven in the finals. I mean, that's just you you got to know better. But if it's a TV show that everybody that there are different time zones and everybody DVRs anyway, I mean, you just it's just rude. It's just rude.
1: It is a little bit of poor form, but um, anyway, it was really good though, right?
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um,
1: yeah, I liked it a bit too. You know, it's all right. Well, it one good. more. Did, did you check out the um, the OJ Simpson doc? No,
0: I just, man, I just have a hard time with that. I just, I don't
1: care about it. Well, it's interesting because I watched the um, the People vs OJ Simpson on FX. You know right. the, the 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 show, which was only about two three months ago, and I really liked it. And I thought I'd be burned out on the subject by now. And this is a full ten hours. It's five thirty by thirties that are two hours long. And man, I, I really still recommend it, even though, you know, I mean, there was some stuff that I didn't realize either. I was too young and other stuff that I just I've read on the subject and and didn't didn't realize either. And just the interviews and everything I um. Maybe you're not into it, but um, I do recommend it for everyone else. I, I was fully, fully enthralled.
0: Don't spoil it for me. Does he? Does okay, he kill well, his ex-wife or what? What happens?
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna. We already went over this. That's uh, poor ethics. I'm, okay. not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. Fine,
0: but but here, here's something else. Um, just something funny. This random. So Sasha goes to this preschool, and uh, it's you know right in our neighborhood. And I, t- I think I told you this before, but one of the one of the kids, um, his dad is the guy who plays Christopher Darden in the FX show. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's like one kid's dad is that.
1: He was really, I, really good. I heard he's.
0: I heard he's like, really good, right? So that guy's. I, I don't know him. I've never really his kids in another one of the other classes. There's like four classes there, so I don't really know him, but I've just seen him coming and going. He seriously deserves an Emmy. Yeah, I've, I've heard, and I think he's a legit whatever the equivalent of Broadway is here in LA. Like, I think he does like legit plays. Like, he's a real right. actor. But then there's another actor, which is crazy because just about. Last week, Sasha had her ballet recital. She's four. It's not really... They don't really do anything. You know, they just run back and forth and act like they're doing ballet. But it's cool. And this other guy's kid is in there. He's another actor. He's this guy. um, God, why can't... Jesse Williams. He was on Grey's Anatomy. So this dude has his daughter. And she's playing with Sasha and the other kids and whatever. And they're dancing, doing their ballet. And I'm sitting, like, three seats from him. And then three days later, I think it was, like, the... The BET Awards. Yes.
1: yes, He gets
0: on and unleashes like this diatribe, which uh, I read some of it sounded like totally legit about like police brutality and all this stuff and black people getting shot by cops and a lot of terrible things. And it got viral because everyone's like this guy, you know, that's an amazing speech. And he, he nailed it. And it's just funny because that guy's like sitting three chairs for me. And who knew, like two days later, he's going to go He's gonna go off.
1: One so. thing I know that guy for a fact is into fantasy sports. And two, Justin Timberlake uh, did a tweet about what you're, the speech you're talking about. And he right. was kind of taken the wrong way. That guy totally meant to be as a compliment, but it was right. totally taken as a diss. So it really went viral because of Timberlake as well. So, yeah, that guy, Jesse Williams, has been totally in the news. Yeah, one other quick thing. I know you've told me uh, before that you've heard that the uh, the pictures of the scene, the O.J. crime scene, you know, or were totally just grisly. Uh-huh. They actually show some, and it, uh, even on on you know ESPN. And man, she was uh, she was very close to being decapitated. It, it's it's really gnarly.
0: Right. That my friend saw the actual photos because he was working in law school right after it. He's working for the prosecutor's office, and somehow that came up. And they were like, "Yeah, here's the photo." They showed it to him. Yeah, it's, And he I'm was sure like, they, dude, you so- don't even realize, like, how sick it was. Yes. <laughs> like, it clearly was not a crime where it was like, oh, somebody didn't know, tried to rob you and stabbed you and ran off and you died. Right. It was like a, a crime of passion.
1: It was pretty bad. Yeah. You you still haven't seen that uh, Argentine movie, have you, Wild Tales? Uh, no, no, I have it on – I have a thing where I keep a list of uh, movies I need to watch. I've heard not just from you. I've heard it's really, really good. There's a bunch of different stories, right?
0: Yeah. Dude, it's like – it's like one of the most entertaining and like right. dark on- comedy in some ways. It's a dark comedy, I, I guess, but it's it's really good. And there's just something about Crime of Passion that just made, reminded me of it.
1: If it's on Netflix, I'll, I'll watch it like in the next two days. Actually, that-
0: that's the best vignette, the one that's a Crime of Passion. <laughs> it's right. it's really, really good. And that's not a spoiler. That's just sort of a if, throwaway if line at Netflix, the end.
1: If it's on Netflix, I guarantee I'll have watched it by, by this time if next week. If you haven't week,
0: watched that- it by this time next week, you're off. You're off the podcast.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right. Okay. What next? Uh, uh, all right. Thank- so
0: there's that. So the other thing is, eh, we'll, we'll talk a little sports. We'll get to the politics. There's a little bit of politics that's interesting. So you were uh, – I told you I made two trades this past week in friends and family. We have a $200 bet, but if one of us wins and both of us, we're about a half a point apart, so it's pretty close. Both of us could win now, um, especially with Kershaw Hurt. I really thought DJ Short was the favorite because of Kershaw, but with him, Hurt, who knows? I made two trades, uh, one of which was for K-Rod, and that's so far so good. And the other one was for Prince Fielder. I traded away an injured Dexter Fowler. And you didn't like that trade at the time. I'm going to give you an opportunity to revisit. What do you think now? Injured Dexter Fowler for Prince Fielder?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it uh, d- depends what categories you need, I guess. But what uh, has Fielder done? Has he's, he's been, been good. Been bat-
0: he's been batting, you know, like, I don't know exactly what he's done, but he's been getting hits. He hit a home run. He's,
1: he's been drawing a lot of walks. He's been good. Yeah, it looks like he's raised his OPS about 60 points the last 10 days. Um, yeah, okay. All right. He's, he's uh, And you and he always, for one thing, it's always safer. I mean, obviously it goes without saying, but trading a guy who's currently injured, you know, I mean, that's that's uh, something I usually try to do. But I don't know. I, I think it's, it'll probably ultimately end up being a fairly even deal when all is said and done.
0: Well, you must be really high on Fowler. I know he got off to a great start, but Fielder was a fifth-round pick. And so he just does what he's supposed to do the rest of the way. You know, Fowler was like a 16th-round pick or an 18th-round pick.
1: I know. He's been – fine. I mean – He was great for like two months. Even after this stretch in which you say he's doing well, f- Fielder, he is – you know, his slash line right now is 219, 292, 348. I mean, it's pretty pretty ugly. I know, but I
0: got him when he's hitting 193. So he's batting 219
1: now. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, you know who has uh, Fernando Rodney in this league? You do. Ah. Wow, yeah.
0: You've you've taken a lot of hits, D Gordon, Fernando Rodney.
1: Did oh, I had a couple them? others. I have a couple others that I just dis- not on my roster because I had they out for the season. I forget who it is. I'm in too many leagues, but yeah, it, 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 Yasiel Puig. You've taken a yeah, Chu's missed two months. Oh come yeah, on, Chu
0: doesn't qualify. It's just that's that's late round. Well, okay. put it this way, I don't know how you're even with me because you also had Harvey, right? Harvey's terrible, <laughs> and Cindergard
1: has bone chips now. Great, awesome.
0: Yeah, you're in big trouble. I, you know, for me. I don't know. I should be doing better. I think I, I've missed. I've been lazy and, like, not set. got my guys in the lineup at the right time a couple times. But I feel like, you know, I have uh, Trevor Story and Mark Trumbo. Those guys were gotten super late. And then I got Miguel Cabrera in the first round, who's been about equal to Carlos Correa, who you got. I got and Bumgarner in two and three. Those were good picks. I had a horrible pick with Miguel Sano in round four. And Archer in five was bad, too. But I, I still, you know, I haven't had that many disasters. It's weird. I should be doing better.
1: Yeah, we're right. We're neck and neck right now. So, I, know. Uh, I I was looking. I was down for a while too. Yeah.
0: I still down. think your team's bad, but we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we will see. Tonight, I have a uh, hitting 455 with three homers and 12
0: ribbies. You do? So. Uh, I'm not. I'm not having that kind of day. I've got. I'm hitting 242 with one homer and four ribbies.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely interested in this because of our bet, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. What about Kershaw? What do you think? What does a herniated disc mean? Do you, I guess, mild, No surgery like that's, that's a tough blow. I called him the best player in baseball at the end of my column last week and blame me for all you fantasy owners. That's, that sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, I was talking about with Jeff, Jeff's like, so the rest of the year, who's the number one player? Is it Trout? Is it Altuve? Is it Kershaw? And I'm like, it just depends how long he's out. If he's out minimum, if he comes back, you know, 10 days from now, it's still Kershaw's the number one player. If he's oh, yeah. out four weeks, then he's probably not the number one player. But if he were to come out 100% the rest of the way, right after the Ulster break, I'd still take him first. But we're just guessing on an injury. And to me, that's kind of a boring conversation. Like, let's guess about his injury. Who who knows? Who cares? I mean, we care, but it's it's just pure speculation. We're not evaluating skills anymore. We're evaluating how long he's going to be out. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it sucks, but...
1: D Gordon's gonna come back with a, a vengeance and prove everyone uh, that it wasn't the roids that caused all that power that he had. And I'm looking at my team now. Just I'm looking at the draft results. Like I said, I'm in so many. It's just funny. You have some some big misses. I have Arod late and Shara, and then I end up getting uh, David Ortiz and, and Jay Bruce. So it's just like you. Obviously, those are later. But one guy, I have to say, in my in the 15th round. Is this a 14 team league? 12. It is 12. Okay, in the 15th round. I took J.J. Hoover. Do you know how bad that guy's been this year? Yeah, Obviously, I, he's gone. What Obviously, would possess you to take him? He was the closer for the Reds in, in the year. That's,
0: that's just embarrassing. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I traded Fowler for a fifth-rounder who's a fielder, and then I picked up a fifth-rounder, Carlos Gomez, who's actually been very good the last couple of weeks off of waivers. And I think Puig is going to be the next one to come around. He scared ran him. into the wall, but I think Puig's going to start hitting.
1: I, I, I hope I own him everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I think Stanton's going to start hitting big time, too.
1: Well, he's already started, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I
0: think it's all this talk. Whatever happened, happened. You know, he's going to end up. Rest of the way, I think he should be a first-round pick. You know, maybe late part of the first round, but still first-round pick.
1: Obviously, he's long, long gone off my team. But uh, in uh, in 18 and two-thirds of innings, do you know how many? Guess how many home runs Hoover is allowed this year in 18 innings? Uh, I'm going to say 12, nine. But that's still you just went. I ruined it it
0: for you. I always do that.
1: He's allowed ten runs in the last two innings since he's returned from the majors. That's some, some that's that's performance art, really. But, yeah, um, it's
0: hard. I mean, I wonder if like you just got to pitch, how many runs if they just let you pitch till you got the outs? And you would. I mean, in the home run derby, they get out. I mean, right? They, oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, you would get outs eventually.
1: I mean, what would you be expected? Like, what would your ERA be if you just got to pitch? Yeah, because I mean, you can't just say. I mean, Babbitt requires you to be a major league caliber pitcher. You know, I mean, they oh, are going
0: to be roping. I mean, the, the problem is. I mean, there's there's a couple problems with this scenario. Is One is, do they know it's you? Because then they would do even better. But if you looked like a major leaguer, they thought you were somebody else. Right. You know, they'd be a little more cautious and whatever. But if they knew it was you, it I mean, couldn't I that it that wouldn't, would be that. What I'm saying is your ERA wouldn't be that much worse than 10 runs and two innings. I mean, you could probably get about three runs an inning or something.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah but but know, Maybe not. The, in conclusion, my team's better than yours, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you in friends and family. I don't, That's, that I don't think you weird. really believe that. Oh, all right.
0: Okay. We'll uh, see. I know, I know you're delusional, but even then you don't. Now, let me – I want to um, talk about another topic. So okay. every time I, – like I always – like I have a lot of leagues, right? So do you. And I ideally want to just have all the same players on every team because if those players go off, then I can have the dream year where I win everything. Right, and I, I had like a really winning year last year. It was probably as good it'll, as it'll ever get. But I, you know, that one year I went Stanton, Strasburg, Harper everywhere, and they, like they all got hurt. That was bad. This right. year I didn't do as crazy, but I had Puig, Brantley, and Buxton everywhere, and none of them have been good, and and it's really hurt me. And I, I feel like every time I try to go all in on a few players with upside or that I like, it blows up. And every time I, you know, of course, there's always players you like. Like last year, I had a couple of Machado shares, I had a few Harper shares, I had a, I had one big Kershaw share, I had, you know, I had a couple other guys that broke out, and I just had it spread around, and I had my best year ever. But I didn't set out to get any one guy everywhere. But this year, I kind of did, and it blew up again. Now it's a small sample, but I really, I, I really don't want to diversify. I want for football. I want to go in like one of those hedge fund managers that. Just makes this huge bet on something that's kind of fifty-fifty, and if he loses all his clients' money, okay, well, it's not my money. And if he wins, uh, he makes all this money for his clients. He gives them like a three-bagger, and then next year, like so much money pours in, he gets huge commissions, and then he'll blow it up in a couple years. But he, you know, he doesn't get to, he doesn't have to give back that money he made by his huge score that was like the greatest performance ever. So I'm like looking for that big score, and I know it's stupid, but I just when you're in like eight leagues, it's just annoying to have kind of shares of every player.
1: I totally agree. And I'm the same way. I just draft the guys that I think are best and I have ranked the highest. And maybe in the rare, rare occasion in the past, if I'm in say 12 football leagues and I, right. and I have a guy that I'm really two guys that I'm really 50, 50 on. And it's, you know, it's a, a, a draft later on. I'm like, I own this guy and another one. And I'm really torn. I'll take this guy here. Maybe I've done that before. But baseball, if I'm in six, seven leagues, I just no, I just I draft the guys I like the best, and I don't worry about diversifying at all.
0: And it hasn't worked yet. But again, I've only gone all in, and sometimes you don't get to get the same players that you like because of circumstance. You don't, right. they don't fall to you, or yeah, someone else likes them. Like I didn't get Puig and friends and family. Uh, that that yeah, was the only good thing.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I got Brantley, so I'm still waiting on him. Right. So that's one thing. So I think in football, I don't know. I, but but here's the thing. So I had such a good baseball year last year. And I was really very sure about some players. Not sure, but, like, I was really confident about some players. And I was thinking maybe I was set up for a bad year because I got overconfident. I had a good year. I wasn't confident in 2015. I was just kind of smart. And then because I did so well, I got overconfident. And then I was, okay, I can predict the future here, and I'm going to just go all in on these players. And And it burned me. And you're maybe sometimes better after sort of a weak year where you're just more rational and, and measured when you're making your plays
1: yeah it totally makes sense sorry to go off a little tangent here but uh Bum, Madison Bumgarner tonight mm-hmm. he's the first player since 1976 uh to uh, he's pitching and they eschewed the DH yes they just have him back and he just doubled
0: there we go I, a lot of people were ripping the decision saying this guy you know they look at his triple slash line and it's not even as good as like a backup catcher so you know it's a stupid idea but it's, it's hard for me to square that with the big home runs he hits. I don't know. Maybe he, it's dumb, but it's.
1: <laughs> well, he also, he also he throws left-handed, but he bats right-handed, and a, the pitcher is a lefty. So, like, you can't just go off his total right. slash. you got to go off his, his, and he, his I mean, splits. Yeah, and they're and they badly injured right now, this team. So they don't, it's not like they have a great alternative whatsoever. So it did hit off Billy Burns' glove in center field, but he roped it. It would have been a tough play, and it was easily ruled a double. So that's pretty cool, I thought.
0: Yeah, good for him. I hope he gets the win because he's only he's down one nothing right now.
1: Yeah, I know. You used him in DFS?
0: No. Uh, well, I have Posey going, so I need Posey to get a a hit. But I, um, I have him in friends and family.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm going to be rooting for you on that one. I'll tell you that as a as a Giants guy. But um, he's not going to be in the home run derby. Unfortunately, they just announced that they were going to they were he was lobbying to do that, which would have been pretty funny.
0: Right. I guess someone will bitch about it. The guy who gets excluded to let bum garner in
1: right right all right one other thing i want to talk a little football
0: and let me get to some politics we'll make this a short one just because you know we're kind of in between there's nothing you know going
1: on at that yeah, we, can, we can talk about the stop in las vegas next week because it'll be right before we leave right
0: I, although yeah no we'll, we'll have time because we don't leave till sunday so it'll be fine so uh a couple things I, I think i'm gonna go all in and okay so so this is what i should have just cut to before before we got sidetracked so you know i want to go all in It's not really served me that well, and possibly because I do it when I get overconfident after a good year and I'm not just being sort of smart and careful. I just say, screw it, I know what I'm doing, I'm going to do this. But I may go all in on Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and Philip Dorsett. I also like the Giants that I went all in on in that draft, uh, in the FSCA draft, but I think the, the Colts passing game is going to be massive this year. They just don't have any running backs They have three receivers that are explosive. I mean, we don't know about Dorsett, but he's a first-round pick. And, you know, Luck also runs the ball. They don't have a good defense. I just think even though Cam Newton is my number one QB by projections, I kind of think Luck should be the number one QB. I
1: actually think Dwayne Allen is a sneaky tight end that could catch 12 touchdowns too. I think they're going to get him the ball down at the goal line, and there's no more Fleener. So, um, yeah, and it seems like a plausible thing in which you could get all those those three guys or even four guys. Frank Gore is 33 years old. I mean, 33. And he's stayed healthy, which is in one way that's a great thing. But in another, that means the guy continues to put mileage on. And I, I love Gore back in the San Francisco days. But, but man, that is ancient for a running back. And there's there's no one else there um, behind him. Obviously, anyone can emerge. This Josh Ferguson, people are talking about hey, the Josh undrafted. Josh
0: Ferguson, undrafted. I mean – you know.
1: But well, you you said it, there's no, no defense, still a shaky defense. So one thing I will caution is I believe him and um, whatever Hasselbeck, whatever, combined for like 110 hits last year. I mean, this, they do take a beating, but, but other than before last year, luck was a, a beast, you know, a physical specimen, I think he averaged 33 total touchdowns the first two years in the league first two years. I mean, yeah, I can hear you. I hear you. He was a consensus or pretty much consensus him or what was it? Rogers. He was my number one quarterback entering last year. And what has changed really? I mean, he, he's healthy now. I mean, Cam Newton had a fantastic year, but you know, he had five straight years of being, you know, the number five quarterback, you know? So, um, I, I hear you, but how early will it, do you think it'll cost you left fifth round? Oh, then that's fine. Sure. Sure. I'm on board there. I, yeah, well, I, 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 always wait on QB, but he didn't get Andrew Luck in the fifth round. Sure. I think
0: you can get say like, a, you know, if you pick early in the draft, I think you can get Odell Beckham in the first if you really want to make sure you get Hilton, you got to take him in two. He may be there in three. But you could take Odell Beckham in the first, T.Y. Hilton in the second. In the third, you get some kind of running back like C.J. Anderson or whoever you like, Eddie Lacy, whatever. In the fourth, you take Moncrief. In the fifth, you take Luck. Right? So you get the Colts plus Beckham, okay, plus a legit running back. That, to me, would be a very nice team.
1: Yeah, I think Moncrief could go crazy, actually. I Think he. Think uh,
0: think about this. Not only is it like last year, but there's no Andre Johnson carcass there.
1: Right, right.
0: right? And there's no Ahmad Bradshaw, although Bradshaw was in trouble with the law last year at this time. I can't remember. And there's no Kobe Fleener to split up the touchdowns and targets. You
1: get Dwayne Allen in the
0: 11th then. Right, and you get Dwayne Allen in the 11th. So you go all in on the Colts, you stack the Colts, and you still get a first and a third round pick with it. Perhaps even a first and a second because you might be able to get T.Y. Hilton in the third round, early third. But why risk it if you want to do that? You can just get him late second.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. I, I'm 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 fine with that that strategy. I hope you, you know you could you could really do it in this Stopa stopa thing because it's an auction. So you yeah, could really.
0: Brad Evans is you know last I wanted to get luck last year and thankfully uh, Brad Evans went crazy and bid him up to like 54 and I was like all right, fine, right. take right. him. But, I mean, you know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter because he got the contract and people are like, eh, he's not that good, his YPA isn't that good. And and maybe, you know, who knows how good he is in real life. I think he's good. He passes the eye test when I've seen him play. I've also seen him play terrible. I've seen both. But I've seen Tom Brady play terrible. And I've seen Eli Manning play disgustingly terrible. And I've seen Peyton, even when he was good, play terrible. And you just, you know, you just can't really
1: judge it that much. He's yeah. won a couple a couple of playoff games like with just a horrendous supporting cast.
0: Oh yeah, well the the Chiefs comeback was ridiculous. Yeah, and
1: Absolutely.
0: So you've seen it, you know, you can see how how good he is at times. And even when he sucked last year. So this guy JJ Zacharison who does good work, he he's uh, works for number fire and he posted this thing basically trying to show that luck sucked but more in real life. And it was the 5 games before he got his lung punctured. And apparently he was playing hurt in those games too, but it was unreported. It was like a rib thing. But he, you know, he wasn't on the injury report, so it's kind of like, well, was he really hurt, or were we making excuses? But he showed the stats, and it was against Denver. It was well, they won that game actually. It was at Carolina, which they came back and barely lost. And then they had a couple other games against other teams like Buffalo and the Jets. And Luck's YPA was like six point four over that five game stretch when he was healthy. But he had two touchdowns minimum in every single one of them. He had two hundred and. Uh, or, may, or maybe average more than two touchdowns in the games. And then he had uh, his 230 yards was the fewest yards he threw for in those games, and 20 yards or more he rushed for in every single game. And this is him possibly with a bad rib playing against some of the best defenses in the league and sucking, and this is being uh, used to show that he's not good in real life. And even if – even if, and I don't think that really proves it, but even if you, you buy that, he's still really good in fantasy.
1: Posey to hit a three-run jack, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, but Luck, yes. actually, uh, I'll counter that that he finished the year prior, kind of on a downswing. The last five games, too. But the fantasy-wise, I mean, he runs so much. I mean, he he runs in, scores, he gets yards. Um, I, and and there's actually room for growth too. By the way, what is he 26 or something? I mean, he actually could improve his efficiency. He's been asked to throw the ball a lot in in non-hitters counts. By the way, I mean his defense is not good. He uh, it's been pretty obvious to defenses that you know a, a pass is coming. Most of the time. So I think he's uh, actually dealt with very shaky offensive coordinators as well. Not to make excuses, though. I think Luck could go crazy. There's no question about it.
0: Yeah, and it's such a narrow tree there right now. That's the other thing. That if he does go crazy, either Moncrief's going to have 15 touchdowns or you're going to have like 3,000-yard receivers with 9 or 10 touchdowns each. Yeah,
1: totally. They're not going to be throwing to Frank Gore, tell you that much.
0: Right. He doesn't catch passes and he's old. I mean, it's just... You never know. I mean, weird stuff happens, and this is the whole thing. It's like so you I had a good football year last year. You get start getting cocky, start calling things, being like, "All right, I'm all in on the Colts." You start building five teams around that, and then it's just wrong. You know, like it just shit just doesn't go the way, you know, the way it's supposed to. It yeah, just
1: one thing. I, one thing I will say: Houston looks like a pretty good defense, and everyone loves. I am very skeptical, but everyone loves all the. It usually doesn't work with all the free agents, but people really like the Jacks' defense. They brought in a lot of guys, Gus Bradley. People think that's going to be a much improved unit. And if that's true, you know, it's not ideal playing 25% of your games against, a, you know, decent defenses. But I wouldn't worry too much
0: about I'm that. I'm not worried about Gus Bradley. Dude, that team's been around forever. I mean, why hasn't he been fired yet? He's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Gus Bradley? Those teams have been a joke. Although I do think those Bortles luck games could be huge shootouts.
1: Definitely. Yeah. No, that's why people are kind of uh, downgrading Bortles because of it. They think that there's going to be an improved defense and he put up so many of the stats, you know, playing from behind and in the second halves and stuff. And part of that's true. And maybe Chris Ivory improves the uh, red zone rushing, but I don't know. I think, I think what, what are your thoughts on Bortles? I don't think he's a great real life player, but I think he can be pretty good fantasy again.
0: I'm pretty high. I've, I got in an argument with some guys over this too. The The one point they have is that Bortles threw 35 touchdowns, and the Jaguars rushed collectively for five touchdowns. Right. And that's not going to happen again. But let's say he throws like 29 or 30, yeah, and they more. rush for 12. I, I think that's totally possible. And Alan Robinson is a monster, and he's in his third year, and he's developing right with Bortles. Same with Alan Hearns. They go together. Yep. I think Marquise Lee is actually good. He, he's finally healthy this offseason. So you know, maybe they get like that third weapon. I don't really well, think much so, of Julius, Julius Thomas. Thomas.
1: Julius Thomas, people are going nuts about. I do th-
0: That's is. the one. That's, see, I disagree so much with everybody. I don't. I, I don't. I have him like 18th or 20th. He's always hurt. there's always got hurt. Other red zone guys. Like they're not really like a great real life team that moves the ball that efficiently.
1: It's a lot of big plays. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough with that. But um, I still. I don't know. I don't know how improved their defense is going to be. And by the way, he runs himself. He's another guy who sneakily runs uh, Gabbert. and. Thirty-five you touchdowns. Bortles.
0: You said Gabbard, but
1: sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. The uh, old Jag, yes, Bortles, yes. Um, <laughs> Gabbard did have a forty-yard run last year, but anyway, um, Bortles. Uh, he um, he uh, he he actually runs himself, and um, you mentioned the weapons, and he. I don't know. I guess a lot of his uh, touchdowns last year came uh, inside the red zone, but to me, that's almost a good thing. It seems like more sustainable. You said thirty-five touchdowns. That was the second most in the NFL, right?
0: Yeah, it was tied, I think. Yeah, Eli and him, or there's a bunch. There are a bunch of guys right around there.
1: Yeah, so I don't think he's the greatest uh, real life player, but I think fantasy wise, he. Can- I
0: have him like sixth. I mean, I had him. I have okay. him get ahead of Roethlisberger in the projections and Breeze, but wow. I pro- I probably wow. take Breeze and Roethlisberger ahead of him. Breeze because you can just play him at home. I mean, Breeze. It, right. It's like it's such an advantage. And then Roethlisberger, I have him a little uh, ahead of because I project him for just a f- some time missed. You know, you can always obviously fill in. Now, you don't always get to do that. If Roethlisberger gets hurt in the first quarter, you're screwed, right? And so those numbers really come off. But if he's out for two games, you know, you're going to get a game or two with somebody else. So I really like Roethlisberger on a per-game basis better. But I I just it's just hard to project Roethlisberger for a full season because it's like 50% that he misses some time.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, Yeldon remains soft. And I mean, I, I guess Ivory, in theory, you know, could improve their, or just plain regression, they're going to rush for more scores. There's no question about right. that. But, I think, but uh,
0: I think it's more that, that it's just. Yeah. yeah. And, and even if Ivory sucks, they think they have somebody. So they're going to try more.
1: Right, right. And it's very hard to, to have a 35 to 5 split as far as <laughs> passing and, and running. Yeah, it's, back it's just
0: court. ridiculous. But I mean, they may score 48 touchdowns as a team this year instead of 40.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, it's, you know, we'll see. I'm not convinced portals is good either. So they may not grow the pie. And in which case, then it's just a battle to see how many, you know, what percent are passing. All right. Um, I want to talk some politics really quick because I want to end this. Um, the reason actually why I had to get this going and get it done is because our tenants are staying in our back house for the night to check everything out and to go over stuff with us because they're coming in from San Diego. And so um, I'm basically in the office where they're staying. So i got to. Let him in. So I want to cut this one a little short.
1: All right. Go for it.
0: So a couple things happened. I don't know if you saw this, but Bill Clinton was in Phoenix for some reason at the, at the airport. The tarmac? At, at the tarmac, right. They don't go to the airport like regular people, private jet. And saw Loretta Lynch, uh, the attorney general, who's apparently overseeing the uh, email server in Benghazi investigations. The Benghazi one is closed. And chatted in private with Loretta Lynch. And that's, like, so fucked up, man. You can't tr- – if your wife is under investigation and you with your foundation also from the Justice Department, you can't just chit-chat with the boss of the Justice Department, the Attorney General. It's just not and, – and all these people are like, ah, who cares, blah, blah. blah. It's like, dude, you, you just – you have no respect for – even the appearance of corruption is 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 terrible. Just don't do it. And And I wonder – if, like, Bill Clinton has had so many gaffes, like he did in 2008 too, like, maybe he doesn't want her to be president. He's just, like, going up and trying to chat with the attorney general. That's just bad. And the attorney general should say, you know, get the fuck out of my face, dude. This is – you're compromising me. It's just really a, a horrible blunder. Maybe nobody will care, but that's just not when, – when you're having an investigation, you don't go and chit-chat in private like that.
1: Well, yeah, and it's not like no one's going to notice either. I mean, that's obviously going to get out there. Of course. The I, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, Trump Trump doesn't, didn't appreciate it. He's, he's definitely bringing, a, bringing that up. It's
0: legitimate. I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, okay, conspiracy theory. No, this is not conspiracy theory. This is just basic governmental ethics, okay? If you're being investigated, don't act like you and the prosecutor are shooting the shit, right? Or if your wife's being investigated, you don't do that. Either, either he doesn't want her to win, or he's just so entitled and just thinks he's above the law that he just could go and do something like that. And ah, who cares? Very interesting. Okay. He
1: got her in trouble earlier too, right? With when and that speech he gave.
0: He gave some very like he was defending his uh, the law that he got passed that basically locked up a lot of black exactly. people for very little, you know, minor crimes and, and nothing, and ruined a lot of lives. And he was defending it. Yes. Um, and he got into trouble for that too. Yes.
1: Yeah. So interesting. I mean, you don't think he really is trying to sabotage it on purpose. Do you really? honestly?
0: I I mean, I doubt it. I mean, I think he could do it a lot. All he'd have to do is have sex with somebody like in a very (laughs) obvious way to get busted. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened, but he hasn't yet. And if he wanted to, he could. Um, So I don't know consciously. And I'm just sort of joking when I say that. But it's like, dude, you got to know better. There's nothing good that can come out of that.
1: Right, right. No, that's interesting. I know that you're just hoping for an indictment, but uh, I don't think this is going to go that far. But I, uh, yeah, no, well, that, that, you wouldn't get yet. indicted
0: for that. But it's just now, even if she gets acquitted,
1: another controversy. it looks yeah. like, yeah. oh, yeah. well, yeah, because you're
0: chummy with the AG. You, didn't, you know, this is not a fair investigation. Look, the the husband of the of the candidate and the AG. Now, we know that it's incestuous and it's political and all that stuff, even though Obama says it's not political. But you know, at least put, keep up appearances, for God's sake. Like, don't even – don't make it like we don't even care – if you know, we don't even care how obvious we're making it.
1: Right. No, clearly. Okay. Clearly not. I mean, that's obviously um, obviously going to cause a controversy. I mean, he had to have been – he has to be – he's a fairly bright guy, right? I mean, he has to know that that's, that, that's going to cause a controversy. Right.
0: I mean, But he had to know fooling around with the intern with your wife, like, in the next room, you know, or while you're on the phone with, like, some other heads of state – is not, that's probably going to get you busted too, but he just, he doesn't care. He's right. reckless. So other thing I'll just throw out there is why is the FBI investigation not over yet? I mean, if if she's clean, then why don't they just dismiss it? And if she's dirty, why don't they indict her? I'm telling you my conspiracy theory where they want Bernie to be far enough out before they drop the hammer so that it's not automatically Bernie because that's the last person they want to win it. And so someone like Biden can come in. I mean, I... It's just bizarre to me that they're letting this thing linger into July now, and hey, you know, if they derail, you know, if if they drop an indictment right before the convention, that's a disaster. They drop it after the convention, it's a worse disaster.
1: Yeah, it seems like it should be over by now. I mean, I don't understand
0: it. I I don't know what. I have my conspiracy theory, but that's the only. I don't understand what they have to gain. Maybe they literally just haven't looked through every million email, but. If they're, if it's just a, a sham investigation that they're going to just let her go, it's been long enough that you faked it. You went through the motions long enough. Like if you said we looked through everything and it's it's done, people would be like, all right. They might not believe you because they don't believe anything about this, but it's not like they think you didn't. You know, you dismissed her too quickly, or you didn't have time to go through everything. Enough time has been has passed.
1: Right, right. My dad is is not follow much, and he doesn't watch TV. But he heard about something going to be on, and I guess it was on that Hannity. You know, Hannity. Oh, uh, Hannity's he, a joke. He's like like he had he he's had,
0: like the worst douchebag on the planet. That
1: guy. We had some some segment, or not a segment, a whole show uh, based on this uh, email thing. And my, my dad called me all fired up because he's he's a staunch staunch Republican. Right. Uh, so he he was just all fired up. But you know what?
0: You should read when you get a moment uh, the the Glenn Greenwald article on the whole Brexit thing. Okay. Google Glenn Greenwald and Brexit. It, okay. To me, it's like so spot on. It's amazing. It's like this is exactly what's happening there. It's happening here. It's probably happening in other countries. It is exactly what's happening. And his thesis, and you should read it because he's going to do a m- way better job explaining it than me in two seconds. But his thesis is when you look at what our neoliberal leaders—we're talking about the Obama, Clinton, even Bush—is neoconservative. The leadership that we've had, the sort of consensus bipartisan government that we've had about so many things, you know, it's brought us the war in Iraq, which was a bipartisan thing. I mean, Bush did it, but all, you know, Hillary and all the Democrats voted for it, except for Bernie, obviously. And you look at disaster with the the crash in 2008 and all the all the jobs that were lost and, like, all the rich people have gotten all their money back, but, like, the poor people have not recovered from that. And so then you have, like, a bunch of people who are voting to secede from the EU or you're having a bunch of people – You know, voting for Trump, and the media is like, "Look at these dumb rubes! Look how racist they are! Look how ignorant they are!" Blah blah, and like, you know, these guys don't know what they're doing, and kind of demonizing them, and not coming to grips with this whole system that they're part of and support. How disastrous it's been! What what a failure it's been! And they just have not come to grips with the failure of the elites of society, the failure of the neoliberal consensus that has kind of run things for all these years. They look at this like, you know, the Brexit. And the Trump votes as like some horrible mistake instead of, you know, maybe a slightly misguided response to a very real problem. And it's a great article. I mean, he really lays it out way better than I just did. I would definitely
1: Google um, Greenwald and Brexit. I saw this on John Oliver. Um, Over that stretch of the vote, the second most uh, Google searched uh, term in, in the U.K. was What is the European Union? Yeah, but he's part of the problem, John Oliver.
0: Like he's he's like demonizing those people as being idiots, but he's not realizing like no, a lot of those people who voted to get out were like these douchebags in Brussels are not looking out for us. We're you know we're poorer than we were. All the money's going to a bunch of fat cats in London, and this isn't working for us. So fuck those people, you know. I mean that basically that's what Greenwald writes about. He's like he's like they're all like fuck you, like you're. The way you're running things is screwing us over, and you you don't care at all. And then John Oliver being like, these morons don't even know what the EU is. They don't even know what they're voting for. It's like mocking them. But actually, like, they have legitimate grievances, and they're expressing them through being like, whatever those pundits and those people on TV are telling us we have to do, we're going to do the opposite. That's what's going on. You see these smug douchebags on CNN being like, Trump would be a disaster. You don't want him near the nuclear button. And you, you hear that. And you're like, these smug douchebags were like, we have to go into Iraq. You know, they may have weapons of you know, mass destruction. They, you know, they were saying all that shit. They were saying the housing market, it can't go down. That's ridiculous. It's, you know, there's, it's fine. They were saying all that shit. It's destroyed people's jobs and lives. And so, you know, when they hear those guys say you have to do this, they're like, no, I don't have to do it. And yet, like, the response is to mock them. Like, look how racist and stupid they are. And there's been some, like, racist shit that's, like, not a good way to channel that legitimate grievance but that's not why that's not the primary reason why people are pissed off all right man let's wrap this up good talking to you we will uh revisit go warriors oh wait that's over shit
1: that's not is very that cool. not funny no i'm not I, well, laughing there's no laugh coming
0: out of you okay too soon too soon
1: it might always be too soon hey big meeting tomorrow meeting with kevin durant tomorrow morning warriors yeah. they get kevin durant
0: is just stupid though <laughs> All yeah, right.
1: you're right. I'll be very uh, – yeah, uh, I'll be very sad if that happens. You'll but, see what uh, it.
0: happens. It's like when the Yankees signed CeCe, Tashira, and A.J. Burnett and then won the World Series and it was kind of like, yeah, so what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'll be okay with it. But I, I understand what you're saying.
0: All right. Well, we'll but talk that's, next that's
1: week. The maybe. cap league, though, versus – I mean, that's a little different. And we're talking about a cap league versus non.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a little different with the cap league. But it's, it's – well, it'll, it'll be a fun team to watch. Let's just put it that way.
1: Definitely. All right. Next week, let's let's seriously talk about Vegas and the Stopa League and all that. Though, let's go over that. Yeah. Before. I mean, it's really
0: two weeks from now because next week we can talk about all the things we're going to do there and the setup and the right. event.
1: But you know, neither of us can really talk strategy. Right. Well. Well. Just just real quick, let me tell a, qu- a quick story. I I, I called um, Aria and uh, they were sold out like a month ago. And um, and so I ended up booking at Vidara, which is like yeah, you know, it's right uh, it's right next to. But it was $1,000 for three nights. And uh, then I just got an email from a, a, nice, a nice woman named Emily from, your, from Rotowire. Right. And she, she gave me an itinerary that I'm, I'm booked at ARIA for the three nights. And I went back, and I guess I missed an email that you forwarded me where I looked at it. And I just brushed it off and, and didn't, didn't go back because you sent it to me, as I often do with emails that you sent, send me. But um, uh, so Schuler hooked me up, and he, and he booked me. And I'm like, uh oh, like what? You know, what do, what do I do here? But luckily, Vidara let me cancel. And Aria is like a total of 400, so yeah, so pr- pretty cool. And um, and I need to save that money because me and Stolper are going to UFC 200 that Saturday night, the night before. And let's say those those tickets were not cheap. So pretty fired up for a rotowire hook, hooking me up with that, and um, I'm appreciative.
0: Yeah, you should be, man. I look out for you. You're not even reading the emails. That's how rude you are and grateful.
1: Usually I just hit delete. But I actually saved this one. So currently yeah. right. I opened it. But, you, did but yeah. something,
0: you did something right for once in your life. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll talk next right. week. Great story. Right. Fantastic story.
1: I'm glad you like it. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Later. Later. Later.
0: This was the East Coast Offense Podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com. You can go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code RWPOD, sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's more than $60 in value, just $25. bucks. do not forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com.
1: Sign up today.